What's up, everyone? Ryan Larkin back with another edition of Daily Fantasy Racing Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. This week, the NASCAR Cup Series comes to us from Richmond Raceway in Richmond, Virginia. Richmond is a three-quarter mile short track with extremely high tire wear, extremely long green flag runs. Lots of tire strategy and pit strategy is involved with this race. And then we got 400 laps in terms of dominator points to be had. So lots of fast laps, lots of laps led to be had for our drivers in our lineup. So it is crucial to hit on those guys. That's where a lot of my focus is going to be this week. And that's where I'm going to try to steer you towards with your lineup building. Before we get going on the video, though, I'd like you to guys go ahead and like this video. Uh, leave us a comment. And then most importantly, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. Be here for future videos and all the other stuff that they're putting out. With that said, as always, with this video, we give out my, my top race winner, my tournament play, my value play, and my fate of the week. We'll get to that in a second, but let's look a little deeper into this slate for DraftKings. Um, so as I mentioned, 400 laps, lots and lots of points to be had through fast laps and laps led. That's where I start all my lineups here at Richmond. I am looking to tackle probably three guys. I want to hit three guys in my lineup that are going to lead a bunch or get a bunch of fast laps or do both, hopefully. Um, back, in, back in April, we saw Bell lead a chunk, Byron lead a chunk, Trucks lead a bunch. We saw pit strategy end up with Harvick and Hamlin, you know, finishing one, two, Hamlin taking the victory. I believe Harvick was second in that one. But basically, guys screwing up pit strategy on the long runs. We saw almost nothing in terms of carnage or wrecks or chaos. It really all came down to who had the best pit strategy, who can figure out the best point to pit, whether it's a two stop or a one stop strategy through the stages. Same thing in that final stage. It, it, it really came down to who was on top of their game the best uh, there at the end. Because of that, because of the different strategies that could be played through tire strategy, whether it be staying out and one-stopping a stage or trying to two-stop a stage so you're faster, but you're you're having to make up the extra pit cycle time, it really gave us multiple leaders. You know, you can have a guy who stayed out and did a one-stop strategy, and then he would click off 60 laps led, which is a huge bonus. And really, if they're relatively close to the front in terms of overall speed, they're going to cycle out about the same at the end of a 120, 150-lap run. So, you know, it, we're talking about a 5- to 10-second difference between a one-stopper and a two-stop strategy, and it really comes down to who can manage their tires. So you know, it doesn't kill a driver's upside to one-stop a stage. They don't get the fast laps, but they get the laps led. And then at the end of the day, they're still running top 10. Um, so both strategies kind of work to an extent. In that final bit of the race, the final run, that's where it can hurt you. Obviously, if you're shooting for a win, you can shoot yourself in the foot by doing what Martin Truex did and try to try to go long and one-stop it, uh, where, where they had been two-stopping every stage prior to that. So there's, there's strategies for the teams to play. That's really where most of our action will come from, most likely. I don't expect much in terms of wrecks. Uh, that race here was, was completely boring or, or carnage-free, um, if you want to put it that way. So there wasn't a lot of action in terms of contact, beating and bang, anything like that. It was very hard to do that. And it was hard to pass, honestly, outside of having good long run speed with, with fresh tires uh, or, or, or being able to maintain your tires better. So um, most of our passing came through that type of tire strategy and not really on track in terms of head to head speed, uh, which kind of wasn't great either. You know, we, we saw the same thing at Martinsville. We've seen that a lot on short tracks where passing is hard. So we should expect that again this this week. Uh, with that said, I think that pretty much sums it up. Like I said, I'm looking to get a lot of dominators. So when I start with my race winner, I'm looking for a guy who has done that uh, historically here, who I believe has that upside again this week. Uh, 
and, and on through the list, when I'm looking for tournament plays, my second, third domination, I'm looking for people who can put up big point totals, uh, hopefully get me a good top 10, top five finish, but also get a bunch of fat, fast laps or possibly lead here. Um, I'm going to forego maybe some of the place differential plays. Like Tyler Reddick stands out as someone I may kind of get off of or go light on because I'm chasing dominator points. Now, of course, you could have a, a single dominator, a guy go out there and just lead 200 laps. That's possible. Um, you could have two guys split it pretty equally, and then you want some more place differential guys. But I'm not hunting to play Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick, those guys necessarily just because they offer place differential. I want some more from them. I want to get fast laps, which both guys have the ability to deliver, but I want the guys that are going to score 80, 90, 100 points on this slate. So that's really where my focus is. Um, and then value plays, yes, you're still looking for place differential guys in that value range. You're you're going to be more open to punting, like getting really, really cheap with a guy, playing someone who's 5,100 just to save the salary. That is on the table here more than in most weeks. Um, so that's something else to consider. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's get into my picks for the week. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, checking out the video as always. Um, my race winner slash race dominator pick of this week is going to be Martin Truex. He starts six, probably the first time in a while. I haven't picked someone starting on the front row, but I'm less worried about someone starting on the front row. I want to hit who I think is the most consistent dominator threat at this track. And that is Martin Truex. He has led 80-plus laps in nine of the last 11 Richmond races. He's had seven straight top five finishes here, including three wins. Uh, in practice, he was fourth in 10-lap average. I know he's going to be great on the long run. He always is. And quite frankly, he should have won this race here in April if it wasn't for, honestly, really bad <laughs> pit strategy by the crew chief and by the team. Uh, that's kind of been the theme of Martin Truex's year. Uh, he should probably have three wins right now, but pit strategy has has cost him the the Crew has honestly put together a bad strategy multiple times and has led to him finishing eighth instead of winning races that he should have. Lots of upside. Like I said, he's led 80-plus laps in 9 of 11. Really fast car most of the summer. Really good on this track type. Great. Probably the best long-run driver in the series. So I love Martin Trucks in this race. I, I expect him to put up a really good score. And, and at 10th on 600, he, he does come with a price tag. He is high in in terms of price, but he can pay that off if he does what he's done nearly every race here over the past five years. So five, six years, honestly. So really, really like Martin Truex this week. I have him as my race winner, but most importantly, I think he can get us a bunch of points on DraftKings. Next up, my tournament play of the week is Christopher Bell. Not going too far away from his Gibbs teammate. Uh, 9,600 for Bell, starts 21st. He gives us some place that control upside, which is great. Gives us a good, solid floor to attack. But his upside is that he is dominant on short flat tracks. He always has been. That's been his bread and butter since entering NASCAR. He led 63 laps here in April, and he won at New Hampshire not that long ago. The short flat tracks are his style, and that should lead to a good result here. Fourth, third, and sixth are his results in the last three races here. And, and like I said, very, very good upside from 21st with place differential points. So he can tackle he can tackle the place differential point area. Get us a bunch of points there. But I see him clicking off a bunch of flat, fast laps, 30 or 40 of them in the race. And I can see him leading this race as well. This field is very tight. There's a lot of guys in contention. But I really like what Christopher, Christopher Bell brings to the table. And I think he'll have a really good race. Uh, next up, my value play of the week is the chalkiest of the chalk. Uh, Eric Amarola at 6,800 is starting 33rd. Everyone under the sun is going to be on him, but you kind of have to be. Uh, it's hard to get away from this play. 
Uh, Eric Armorall has finished 17th or better in nine of 11 Richmond races. Uh, 17th isn't a great result necessarily, but when you look in terms of DraftKings scoring, that scores 42 points. That's really where I start considering a guy under 7K to enter an optimal you know, contention. I want more from this play. I think you'll probably need more from this play or from other plays in this range to be optimal this week because, of course, you're chasing those higher-priced guys. Uh, but I, I think Eric Armour is the guy that can finish top 10 in this race. That upside is a top 10 finish. So when I think about his upside being 55 points on DraftKings, that's where I get really excited, and I do believe he can reach that. The best part, the most positive sign for Amarola as a play is that he was fastest in 15-lap average, really fastest in 15, 20, 25, and 30-lap average, but not, not as many people run 30 laps in practice. But that 15-lap average is a really, really good way to look at what, what we saw overall. He, Chase Elliott was right behind him. A lot of good guys were directly behind him. Martin Truex, all those guys were were behind Amarola in 15-lap average. So I know on the long run he'll be good. If he can work his way up to the top 15, he'll put up a really good score. I know it's chalky, but I, I feel like we got to lean into a guy who consistently delivered good results at this track, who had great practice showing. And, yeah, his car may not be good over one lap, but if he can click off you know, a great 70-lap run, we can see him finishing top 15, maybe even top 10 in this race. So I really like the long run speed. I trust Amarola to deliver us 40-plus points and hopefully 50-plus points on DraftKings this week. Uh, last up, my favorite of the week, uh, Eric Jones at 7,900 starting ninth doesn't really offer us any upside. I don't see him leading at all. Outside of getting off cycle with tire strategy, I don't see him scoring any fast laps or, or at least not more than a handful. I just don't see the upside. And there are so many guys with place differential upside slightly above him in price, slightly below him in price, or way below him in price. I don't see how he pays off a $7,900 price tag. And I just don't want to invest anything in him. So while I don't think he'll see a lot of ownership, I don't think this is going to give you a ton of leverage on the field. I do believe he offers the ability to write off a driver and feel comfortable doing it. Basically saying, I'm not going to waste any time or, or lineups on this guy. I don't think he'll hit and just, and just go elsewhere with my lineup building. Well, that'll wrap it up for me. Again, I appreciate you guys checking out the video. Before I go, please subscribe to the Mayo Media Network, like this video, and leave a comment. Let me know what you think of my picks, what you think of your picks, where you guys are at, what you guys are thinking. And then, of course, if you want to interact with me, you can follow me on Twitter at Larkin8. And then all my content is at dailyfanracing.com. Uh, full breakdowns, rankings, projections, podcasts, you name it. We got it up there. So definitely check that out as well. Uh, and I hope to have you guys check us out next week and throughout the rest of the year. So thanks for watching the video. 